Hello, everybody, and welcome to the. Oops! Whoa! Oh, the what are you doing? Welcome to the wow. Yes. Let me delete that real quick. For Sunday, February 9th? No, fifth. Oh Jesus! What the fuck? It is. It's been a long. It's been a long week, dude. All right. It's the computer. We're here. We're hanging out. Thank you for joining us today. If everyone can tell, we have a new guest over here, Mr. Jose Serrano. Is that how's it going? Good. Mm -hmm. How are you? Mm. I asked you why you're drinking. That was my fault. (laughs) Tired. Oh, I'm drinking coffee. I'm not chewing anything. I have a tendency to chew my drinks, though. Don't ask why. Interesting. We're going to get we're going to circle back to that one later. (laughs) I'm your host, Jonathan Miranda. Adjoining everyone else is Mr. Chris Seeger, the sniffler. And yep. Miss Berenice Martinez. She doesn't have on today. She's just a cat. So if you're watching the video later, just expect the cat. In more ways than one. <clears throat> Nothing? Really? I set you guys up. No. Are we not doing phrasing? Ow, if anyone's terrible. enjoying the show, you guys can subscribe to the channel at youtube.com slash for the geeks podcast you can also follow us on twitch where we do streams apparently every friday now because it helps better at twitch.tv slash for the geeks games or by searching up on your podcast services your favorite one whether it's apple apple podcast google podcast services spotify amazon um what are those other weird ones that have strange names that i've never heard for heard of before but apparently exist Whatever they are, you can find us there, <laughs> along with a backlog of a bunch of audios and videos on our YouTube. So go ahead and click the subscribe button, click the notification bell, follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter. You can find that in our link tree, which is also in the description down there and so much more. But for now, we're going to go on to the conversation of why do you chew your drinks? Yeah, I want to see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I you're on the spot. Now. I was going to wait yeah. till later, but I need to know. <laughs> It's not that complex. It's not deep or anything. It's just that I like to savor the taste of my drinks. That's all there is to it. So I just let it sit in my mouth. He's washed around. Or like wine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do with wine, right? I guess. I don't know. I just chug it down. Yeah, I was going to say. Realistically, (laughs) when I drink wine, I just drink it. And I don't drink wine often. I tried once doing it the like proper way and I just didn't understand what I was doing. You have to savor the flavor in your mouth and then drink. You have to you have to like, you know, I was gonna say minerals. You have to like taste the wine and then you can swallow. I mean you still taste it because it's touching your tongue. So no, minerals it's different. You from your wine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's, there's minerals. <laughs> no, I was gonna there say. might be vitamins. There might be vitamins. I mean it's I from grapes. Wine was so... Yeah, yeah. So it's quite possible that there may I be could, vitamins, but I don't know minerals. I, I can never get into wine. I tried it, and I'm like, this isn't for me. Nope. You haven't had the red wine. That's true. Because white wine. Well, I had red wine. Oh, Dessert red are the wheat. best. That's the, that's the only kinds I usually like. Cooking wine for cooking. I don't think I, you're supposed to drink cooking wine. No, but I mean, you, you still can. take it. You cook with it. Cooking wine is just cooking with wine. Just wine. Yeah. You cook See? it with it. <laughs> just, well, you can drink it. You can pour it. Basic things <laughs> with basic people. Uni will be explaining <laughs> cooking wine. Welcome to the Vineyard Podcast. The oh, God. <laughs> I don't have my wine glass fuck, that I stole from Vegas. Wow. <laughs> hey. Fancy. 
It is. We went to Vegas, and Simon told us we could walk out of the wind with a wine glass, and that's exactly what we did. Is that because they're like rich, or is that because Simon because they're rich? Be dumb. No, we all walked out with our own wine glasses, and we took them home because yeah, it's the wind. They they're rich. They don't fucking need them. Look at them. They're doing it again. <laughs> what? What? They're nice wine glasses. I'm never going to use it, but it's nice wine glass. I love your 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 argument about taking it and it being fine is that they're rich. It's fine. It is. If you, it, th- think of it this way. One day somebody walks into your house. You're having a nice dinner. They have wine. You got wine glasses. It's a rich house. You finally made it. In life, you finally made it. This is a big house. You're living in Beverly Hills. They walk in. They're drinking the wine. The end of the night, they're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And the lady just slips her wine glass into her into her bag and like walks out. Like, that was my my grandma's great china. <laughs> Why are you taking it? That was in our family for years. What's that different? Oh, that's right. You're Sentimental rich. value in that wine glass. <laughs> exactly. It's not. It has my like, grandma's ashes in there. <laughs> it's not an establishment. It's a house. It's not. Why would it be in a wine glass? You're drinking my grandma. Drinking <laughs> his grandma. I was not. It's from the wind. The wind is an establishment. <laughs> they don't fucking care. They're not gonna track it. Watch, they're gonna find this video and they're gonna know, email right? you. I couldn't you. Care like, I remember you. Gonna get <laughs> that, uh, nasty mailed letter with like perfect and prim cursive handwriting. It's gonna be handwritten just so that you know it's that personal to them. But it wouldn't matter because they don't have proof that I actually have it. I, it's just hearsay from a story that I said. So I know in Texas, you if you say something, it's law, law almost. Huh? Like if you in Texas, if you have a verbal agreement. It's almost as like, what is it? I forgot what's it called. I sound stupid not knowing what the word is. But basically, it's like a signed contract if you ver- both of you verbally agree to it. Damn, and then if you go against here. it, no, I don't think so. Mm. So then Drake saying all his exes live in Texas is a legally binding document with which we can use to sue him for false. No. Oh. Because both parties have to agree. Ah, uh, yeah. And I don't what think that song was made in Texas. What if so all of his exes wouldn't... agreed that they lived in Texas verbally? In Texas, and then sued him through Texas. But for what? I don't know. <laughs> At that point, you're right. Yeah, because then they technically agree that they live in Texas, so then it wouldn't be untrue. How dare you? What Let's take you to Texas? court. What if they go to Texas and agree that they don't live in Texas, and then or, then disagree with what he says? That makes no sense. <laughs> I'm so lost right now. I don't... Yeah, me too. No Damn sense. It. Main okay, bar, okay. John. Thought I was onto something there. Are we in Texas? <laughs> Texas I hope not. It's too is cold. Texas in here? <laughs> it's in here. I mean, for some people, yeah. Do you guys ever hear that story of that dude that was from Texas that was having his kid abroad and he like made sure to get somebody to mail him dirt from Texas, like a good amount of dirt, just so his son could be born on U.S. soil? What the hell? No. Yeah, apparently it actually happened and it was like a legally like binding thing. Like it was real. Like his son was literally born on US soil, so he got his citizenship. Wow. That's the question you should be asking is not why he got the soil shipped or how he got the soil shipped. It's why he decided to travel with his pregnant wife at a time when he knew the baby could be coming. 
My my question really That's is, is like, did she give birth to like dirt? Like, was she laying on dirt and gave birth? Yeah, oh, that is a good question. I wonder if the husband said, uh, I have a jar of dirt at any point. Like Jack <laughs> Sparrow, I have a jar of dirt. That would be awesome. Just carry yeah, around a jar every time leave the U.S. I can't, leave. I can't be too far from home. <laughs> I have a jar of dirt, brother. <laughs> it's mine. Oh People are weird. God. God damn. What was your oh. name, What did you want to say? Uh, the main bar is to ask... Uh, since Jose's new here, oh yeah, um, I got, I got, I got what is this? Is always the the hardest question. What is your favorite video game of all time? Currently, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Ah. Not a very hard answer. Good yeah. choice. Good choice. I was about to say you made it seem like it's an impossible answer for most people, but it's just because a lot of people don't pick favorites. I'm like, I get the fuck out of here. Just yeah, pick no, something that's, you really that's love. That's why I'm saying like my current favorite is that game. That's fair. I mean, that's it changes by the times. Yeah, it works. What was your previous one? Okay, now that is a hard answer. (laughs) (laughs) What was my? What was great before Witcher Three came into existence? Existed. What did you go by? What was your live? Oh my god. That's a you hard know, one to I, I valued uh, games very differently uh, way back in my early twenties. Uh, I think it may have been Bioshock Infinite. Oh yeah, yeah. Is he? That's pretty good. Oh, he I, loves that one. I do love that game. Um, I would punch myself for having that opinion though, because there were far greater games now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Bioshock was a wave that everybody wrote on. It was, it was a good wave. It was. I mean. Come on. Like the mean now considers ooh, this is a hot take. Um the mean now considers Bioshock 2 to be the best game. Interesting. That one is very You told me not to play that. I did, and you still shouldn't, because I know how you value oh, video games differently. That makes sense. You like Wait, stories so- in video games. You do not uh you would not like Bioshock 2's story. I think Bioshock okay. 2's story is pretty cool. I think it was okay. Yeah. You can spoil it. I don't care. At that point, I, think, I don't I think, think it's think as it's good as Bioshock One. No, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Bioshock story was just. Maybe the popular opinion is that Bioshock Two is supposedly the worst game. I think it's the best game because you know I value the gameplay and the mechanics more so than anything else. It was a unique change, very unique shock experience. Wasn't it supposed to be like a horror, but it it was just like an adventure. It's creepy. Are I don't kind s- of creepy. Yeah, creepy, but it's a yeah. different kind of creepy. Yeah, as I don't think Bioshock Two was as scary as the first one, just because I felt definitely like not playing as a you know big daddy. Just you're a big daddy. Much more. Yeah, yeah that's you're super that strong. Is cool, for sure. Remember, Uni, we were having that conversation when you were playing Resident Evil on on Friday. Mm-hmm. Horror games change substantially once you get a big gun in your hand. Oh my yes. god, no! Or I if you know. can just punch a boulder, that too. If you have strength, you could defend yourself. Yeah, Bioshock like, 1 and Bioshock 2 scary. is like between... The difference between Bioshock 1 and Bioshock 2 is like the difference between Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 5. Oh, I can see mm. that. I see that comparison. Which is funny because yeah. I love Resident Evil 5. <laughs> but yeah. Damn, Bioshock. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Glad to see there's more uh, people out there that appreciate a good series. It. Are you excited for that uh, new series that uh, What's-His-Face is working on? Uh, 
the spiritual successor to Bioshock. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Ah, damn it. Let me find it again. Oh, no. I think it's just a project title. Yeah, they don't have an official name. Right now it's just Judas. Judas. Ah, uh, yeah. That's I'm looking forward to it. Do you think he's going to be able to capture that same, like, I don't know, thing? That same magic that he had with Bioshock? It's possible. I mean, he's had the, the only time, time to. Will tell. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, look at me. You say it's possible, but it's not likely. Well, this is, well, this is I mean, previous work. Times change. Yeah. Take a look at uh, Bungie. They had a hit series, Halo, and then they made Destiny. Uh, a lot of people love Destiny, but it's not. It's not Halo. No. I don't think. So. <laughs> I don't think it's on the same wavelength as Halo. I think it rides a similar kind of popularity, in that sense. Or inspired. Yeah, it's it's a high level of like uh, prestige that it's garnered, especially with everything that Bungie has tried to do since Activision left. But I don't think it sits up there as a name as great as Halo, where it's like you say Bungie, you don't think Destiny right away. Newer people might, but people that have played games for a long time think Bungie, they think Halo. Yep. And Halo just, well, we don't talk about Halo now, but Halo is a mainstay <laughs> name in most households. <laughs> it's sticky. Yes. It used to be. Good times. Mm-hmm. So you, Sniffles. What? So aggressive. I don't know. I'm always aggressive. You want to talk about God of War. Yeah, I beat it yesterday. I'm not going to spoil anything because Jose hasn't played it yet. But I already told him. I have never played God of War. Well, you don't need to play the first three. Watch a recap of the first three and then play 28. Yeah, rather do that. that. That's easier. Um, because the voice actor is better in the current games than the previous one. I mean, anyway, but that sh- go back to that one. Shut your mouth. Anyway, point is getting down to the brass onion. It is fantastic game because the story is great, and I know that's not usually a selling point for <clears throat> Simon and Jose, but the gameplay is actually good. Like for the first half of the game, okay, it's 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 a bit slow, um, but then you know things change and the combat greatly improves later on the more you get through the story and there's different aspects that i find are cool like uh muspelheim or whatever that whole realm is interesting in my i'm not really spoiling anything it's it's they have like um combat trials there which you know you you don't just kill waves of enemies normally they'll they'll throw different you know gimmicks at you which is it makes it more challenging to go through the trials and you want to go through the trials to get the special armor that you know can damage enemies with with a burning effect so i like that um and of course i like the final fight i won't really talk about it much but i thought it was very cataclysmic in size of how all the story the characters and even just the fighting in general with the boss was was fantastic so it's got yeah. it should be yeah, I really loved I, I loved the game. It's so that is currently still the best Christmas gift I've gotten for, um, from last year. <laughs> so thanks, John, for giving that to me. And it was so good. And even like the ending um, dialogue, um, it was it was great. It, it just it made me want to fucking play Ragnarok, but I can't because I don't have you know I don't have the game. It's not on PC yet, so I'm just like I have to fucking wait forever. For it to come to PC. No, 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 don't say it. Oh, okay. You purist. Goddamn right, bitch. I should. Part of me wishes I waited 
to play it so I can go into Ragnarok right after because I like doing that. I don't like the long gaps in between games, especially if one is already out. But I said, fuck it. I need to experience this because I know uh, Sean always uh, yelled in my ear that this was a great series because he loves it, um, at least the previous games. So, yeah, you guys are right about it. It's, it's a great game. It's fun. I loved it. <clears throat> Did you beat well, Ragnarok yet, John? Oh, yeah. I was actually just about to say, Jesus, my oh, okay. brightness on the screen yeah. is killing me. Pretty bright. There we go. That's better. Um, <clears throat> I was about to say, Man, you've got one hell of a story coming at you in Ragnarok. I lo- and oh, if it's... you ever play it, oh sorry, hold on, Jose. If you ever, whenever, if or whenever you play it, um, and you beat it, because I know you're not going to hundred percent it. That's not your thing. Uh, just watch like the secret ending. It's like a minute and a half on YouTube for that game, because that's all the hundred percent will get you is the the secret ending. But anyway, you were going to say, John. Ragnarok is a masterpiece and a masterclass in not only storytelling and narrative-driven campaigns, but actual composition of gameplay and changing something enough to where its original style makes it more. So you go into the game, basically, the combat does not change much in terms of what it is. You get me? The combat's great. I love it. But the combat is good. That's the thing. The combat is great. When you finish, like you said, when you finish playing 2018, you said, I want to play Ragnarok. And hop right in. You won't feel, you'll be able to hop in without skipping a beat, basically. Everything. Perfect. Just about handles the same with maybe, I want to say, a little bit more fine-tuned aspects on actual, like, swapping between weapons. Mm -hmm. And also with their skill trees. The thing about Ragnarok is that it just weaves in this story while you're doing all this stuff and gives you that same kind of feeling and ownness of doing things in the game as you uh-huh. when you play something like The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Something where you feel like your decisions, like you, obviously you're not making these decisions, but you're along for the ride. And whether or not it's an on-track ride, you still feel like you have some sort of connection to these choices that are being made. And it just involves yeah. you into that story that much more. And mm-hmm. honest to God, if Elden Ring hadn't come out last year, I hands down would have put my game of the year pick for fucking God of War Ragnarok because it's just that good. Yeah. yeah. I was going to add more onto the combat because I told this to Jose earlier, but I'm saying this again for the, mm-hmm. the cast. What I really like is how they force you to really think about with uh, how you fight. So, like, usually... I do Seeger mode when it comes to games, which is I turn my brain off, spray and pray, kill everything. That's why flail around like a magic carp out of water. I like it. Yeah, or like your Doom guy from the first uh, 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 reboot of the game. You, you probably just run like around, Dynasty you Warriors. Just, yeah, 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 or that too. You just run around, just swinging shit and not oh, pay God. attention. With this, it's like okay, you have certain enemies that are ice. Okay, you can't do this. There's fire enemies. You can't do that. Okay, there's there's tougher enemies. You can't use any of that. You just got to go barehanded, and you have to constant. You have to cycle between them because there's different enemies that'll come at you. They're not always the same, you know, elements or whatever. And then you have the boy, and you have to change his, you know, the way he's doing combat. So it's a lot of things going into each battle that you have, which I find interesting. It makes it, for lack of a better word, it makes the battle more colorful instead of stale. You know where you like just normal hack and slash. Cause you have, you have to switch it up during the entire fight. So I like that. I like when games throw that at you. I like how you've uh, <laughs> adopted Kratos's way of referring to his son as boy. 
<laughs> yeah. Like as if he boy his own fucking name. Like, well, I'm not going to say anything. But yes, um, I don't oh, even know damn. his name. I can't really say that. Atreus. No, Atreus. never mind. I'm not going to. You know what I mean, John? <clears throat> God, you were I can't terrible at what? Anyways, what? If you don't want to allude to any spoilers, yes. then just don't say anything at all. Exactly. This is the problem That's I have with my viewers. Because... They do this the exact same shit. No, just say nothing. It's like eh. I can't wait for the moment when he reaches that far. Oh man, that broke my heart. See, I'm not, you, I, I didn't you, say you know the moment. I didn't, I didn't say that moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a. Honestly, though, Atreus's character in the first one is so weak compared to his character in ragnarok it's it's weak but like i enjoyed his progression from just being a little stupid shit to someone who you know excuse me what was that uh from you know a person that you know learns from mistakes and what have you which you know sure it took him a while but that's how kids are we were stupid when we were his age and younger we didn't know anything regardless of what adult was uh what adult was tell uh, was telling us what to do? You know, we're just like, eh, fuck it, we're gonna do our own thing. And then we learned the hard way through, you know, mm-hmm. being beaten or just from uh, failure or whatever from our own list. What do you mean, what? Don't tell me your ass hadn't been beaten as a kid. There's a difference yeah. between disciplining your child and <laughs> speeding. We are Asian. It's we the belt. We, we grew up, you know. Times were really like different. I know, right? Now you can't do that. Because Dad you're... threw me in the ring and we went 12 rounds. There were no bells. Oh my God. Get ready, boy. It was like, oh my God. Why do all these fights have to go to the death? <laughs> the guy's sitting in the back ringing the bell. This round's been going for 12 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, I like this, I like this character progression. It was good. Yeah, the there there's definitely a, a special magic when it comes to that kind of story uh, element mm-hmm. to the game, and it's you know something that PlayStation has become very well known for is their narrative driven campaigns, their stories that yeah. they tell. Like that's the that's the selling point of buying a fucking PS5. It's not so much that you get your next gen at next gen stuff like 120 frames per second, perfect 4K resolution, whatever. You it's not the technical aspects you're buying a playstation because you want to play these stories that you can't play anywhere else mm-hmm. except for pc yeah. now which actually bringing me back to the thing is for ragnarok you might actually not have to wait too long considering that the last of us part one's remake came out in september september 2nd um and it's being released on pc in march on march 28th i think is what they pushed it back to now yeah yeah so it got delayed that's what maybe six <laughs> almost seven months you wait a few more months i guarantee you you're going to be seeing horizon forbidden west coming soon you'll definitely be seeing i still haven't played the first one fuck same i mean some people really liked it i just i i get through it i think i need to go back and try again because they did updates for it for ps5 but i just just couldn't it seems like a huh yeah no it it seems like an all right game seems very ubisoft though i don't know how else to put that that if you've played any if you played a ubisoft game then you get it that is absolutely Mm. correct well then i'll like it it's one of those (laughs) maybe you might mark off your list kind of like open world action rpgs Mm. yeah tasks you get a bunch of icons on the screen you run around you complete everything you find everything it's a ubisoft game yeah yeah (laughs) 
with Skyrim. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fun and unique in its way of how you hunt for stuff because you have to hunt down these mechanical animals. So yeah, yeah. Shooting things off of them to get parts from them to create other stuff in the game. It's fun. The only problem, the biggest problem was that there was a lack of variety in creatures. Which, Did they fix that in the sequel? Uh, to an extent, yeah. There was okay. it was less of a problem in there, and then there were other problems that it faced towards its review time. Mm, okay, so, but I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. I know Brooks finished it, and I've been trying to get him back on so we can talk about it, but he's busy. He's busy, busy cooking, busy, busy. flipping burgers. I prob- probably I'll probably not. plan a game cast for like sometime in the <laughs> middle of the week soon. Um. Well, you have to do the Nintendo Direct anyway. Speaking of which, yeah. let me throw in my little ad here because we don't have real ad breaks on the show. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're not that sophisticated. Not yet. Uh, next week, for anyone who's still listening, next week there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. This comes hot off the press of last week. On Friday, it was announced that sometime during the week of February 6th, we can expect a Nintendo Direct. So stay tuned because I will be trying to get Jack to wake his ass up at 6 a.m. to do a lives react to it. Which will oh, be damn. Right for So look forward to that as a special episode next week. <clears throat> yeah, 6 a.m. Because Japan sucks and they they choose. Nintendo chooses to do it just to fuck with us. I swear to God. <laughs> so, you really probably, like our games? Once I get the date oh. out and then I can figure it out, I'll get Jack to hop on with me and we'll do a, a live react to it as it happens. Should be fun. There might be some cool stuff. I don't know yet. I don't know what's. I don't know what they're going to talk about. I can only assume that what they're going to bring up is Tears of the Kingdom and maybe um, what? What else do they have coming up? Fingers crossed, Metroid Prime Four, maybe. Hopefully, people have been finger crossing that for fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'll take a Metroid Prime remake. I don't care. I'll take. Yeah. I'll take a Metroid Prime remake if that's all they're going to give me, because that would be great for the Switch. Another Metroid Prime trilogy re-release. Because I don't uh, play games on my Wii anymore. So yeah. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I never beat the first Metroid Prime. I got frustrated with it. It was good. Yeah. It's great. I, it's I one of my favorite games of all time. I mean, it, it is a great game. I just I puzzles. I can't stand puzzles. Fair. It was <clears throat> what set. I feel like it was what set the, a lot of the groundwork for what Arkham Asylum became. Really? First, it was one of the first forays into a 3D style Metroidvania experience. Oh, yeah, one. But it was absolutely hands down that kind of game where you go to an area, you can't get into something, you run away, you get yeah. some other stuff, and come back later, and you can open the door now. And a lot of that framework came out of Arkham Asylum too when it came around. That was, its biggest thing was that its biggest flaw, but it's also its greatest thing at the time was that it's a Metroidvania, and it feels like a very closed off metroidvania kind of space which is why arkham knight and arkham city did so much more than it because you felt like you were actually batman flying around a city instead of being confined in that space yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's true speaking of arkham knight god off (laughs) i did not excuse me what i liked it the fuck i was i was okay with it but i i'll be here's my purist i could have used less uh bat tank but yeah oh yeah i hated that oh my god a lot less bat tank and a lot more redaction on that jason todd story like i i'm a i'm hands down purist when it comes to it and because he was 
fake Batman about it. It was just like, oh, Jason Todd would have never done that. Jason Todd's <laughs> not like that. He doesn't raise armies. He wrecks them. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. So it just bothered me. Red Hood. I, I called it like right from the get go. The second we saw the Arkham Knight, I was just like, oh, God damn it. Why would you do this to my boy? <laughs> but I did love Arkham City. Uh, Story wise, it, it felt Arkham good. City was good. Yeah. And the one thing I do give Arkham Knight is the whole um, <laughs> to be to be a little more fair, I guess it kind of coined the Johnny Silverhand thing with uh, Joker being your in your head. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah that's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That makes sense now. It, it kind of set that groundwork, I think, because I before that, I can't possibly recall another time that something like that happened in a game. And if you can, please call me out on it, because I would love to know and figure out where it came from. I haven't you know? gotten into cyberpunk yet. I to point that out. But I do know who Johnny Silverhand is. I'm almost done with it now. I'm on my I'm on the final mission. Oh nice. It's really nice. good. Super fun. Now after they fix what? everything, it feels great. What style did you play? A street like job, obviously. Uh, no, like how did you how do you go about uh killing? Do you are you stealthy? Do you use uh, tech? Do you just run in there guns ablaze like I do? I think I guess to like to categorize it correctly, I would say it's I'm I'm basically running blades, handguns, and uh, and uh, quick hacks. Yeah. Okay. I have That's like fun. a machine gun just to help when I need it, but like most of the time, it's handguns and my handguns and my blades. I love throwing throwing knives. It's so much fun. It it is fun. Fucking a. Yeah. The the. The the close range weaponry is is a good selection for the game, especially katana. I love the fucking katana in the game. Yeah, I have the mono wire right now, so I've been going crazy with that. So much fun. I love it. I think the upgrade I'm, to your body is super cool. Like I yes. getting to the point where I'm at and being able to do all these crazy upgrades is just like wow. I'm Man, disappointed system setup. I'm disappointed I couldn't get the dildo weapon. That uh is unfortunate. Yeah, because you need to play that, like, I guess from the beginning with the censoring off. And I didn't do that because I was streaming and I don't really like to show that, even though, like, it's okay if it's in the game because it's not, like, the focus of it. So I turned it off and then it, it was supposed to be there and uh, it didn't happen because I didn't start from the beginning. So I couldn't pick up the whatever weapon dropped there anyway during, you know, the moment. But still, yeah. What? what why are you laughing? It is completely quiet in here. <laughs> what? I just I can't. I don't know. I would have fucking just left it. I would have let the censoring be. I mean, I did because I don't care. Yeah, you don't fucking have to worry about that. The best part about it was is when I started the game, I started streaming it immediately. My first oh. playthrough was me building my character and I didn't have anything on and I got down to making my character and hmm. it gave me the option for tits and everything and I was like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not streaming Titties. that game. That was not yeah. really, it was like full on everything. Like cyberpunk is amazing where you can be anything you want and I'm not yeah. talking about that. You can be, you can't be a rock anything. You can be a tiny penis man. You could be a unicorn. Massive. Yeah, you could be a unicorn. You could be a girl with huge tits and a really big dick. You can be a rock. Whatever the fuck you want in Cyberpunk. I'm not lying. Mods. Mm -hmm. No, there's no mods. You don't need mods for that. That's all well, built into the base system. No, you, you can't be a unicorn. That's a, that's a horse with the I, thing on its head. I, I think you're missing the point here, buddy. Yeah, but I'm being <laughs> literal. Yeah, yeah. 
But yes, you're, you, you know what I mean. You can be whatever. You can basically be whatever you want. And I do believe there is a unicorn mask somewhere in the game. I think I've seen it, but I can't remember. I need before I replay it. I need to watch Edge Runner. So then, when I do play it, I can be like, "Oh, that's from the anime. That's from the anime." <sighs> like everyone else, I did watch Edge Runners. Oh, that so that's good. Anime. That's good. I think that was my anime of the year for 2022. Oh, it's that good. That is what everybody is uh, saying right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair. I think it's a fair pick too. Compared to what has come out this year, like I'm not giving. I can't give it to Attack on Titan just because Made in the Abyss it doesn't make any sense. You still need to watch Made in the Abyss, John. I know, but it's. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of good contenders for anime uh, in 2022. A lot of good yeah. ones, despite all the isekai trash. Yeah. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> yeah. Tensei was not trash, though. I'll just be. Let's be honest. That's on my watch list. That was one of the original isekais, <sighs> and it's actually really it is? good. Yeah. Oh, it, it it's good. It's cringy because of certain you know things, but it's it's good. Those cringy things are what I love best about about the character, though. It's like hmm. I, I hate the main character, dude. He's uh, such I a just, piece of I, shit, dude. He's a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> but he's so good. I I want to fucking cut his balls off. <laughs> Damn, fucking it's hilarious, dude. You if you have he's, seen, he's a terrible person. He is a very terrible person, absolute terrible person. But you you definitely should watch it because it's fucking great. Yeah, it is one of the longest running isekais that have been around. It's been around for a long ass fucking time. Damn, it is a light novel, and they didn't start serializing it into an anime until recently. I think it's at like volume like twenty something or nineteen, mm-hmm. something like that. It's around twenty volumes right now for the light novels. So it's mm-hmm. the same thing as Overlord. It was a light novel first, and then people were like, "Oh, this is kind of cool. Let's make an anime out of it," and then it just took off. But I believe Mushoku Tensei is actually up for a couple of awards at the Crunchyroll Awards. Oh, that's good. I can't remember what, though. There's Google. There is Google. But I'm trying to remember, man. I'm trying to make this an educated kind of sounding show. Not. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. don't know what you did, but it scares and, and, me. Uh, that's what I do. I, I, okay, well, I have the list here for, like, what are, what's up for anime of the year. Uh... Attack on Titan, yep. Edge uh, Edge Runners, yep. Spy, Spy X Family, Spy Family yeah. Ranking Spy of Kings, really freaking good. Demon it. Slayer, and Ranking of Kings is very good. That one I heard is really, really good, and I just haven't given it the time of day still. Like Ranking Chorus, of Kings, yeah. Like Chorus, don't let the art style uh, put you off. Is... Exactly, was putting me off too. That yeah, uh, <laughs> that that put me off too. After a couple of episodes in, I got used to it, and it's oh, it's is, so good. It's isn't so very uh, good. that one guy in it the the funny dude that? Does like the one minute shorts on YouTube? What's his name? Oh, uh, he's a character Pro-ZD. in it. Yeah, yeah Pro um, ZD. There you go. Um, he's a Sung-Wan. character in it. Yeah, Sung voices uh, Kage, the little shadow creature. Yeah, the oh. weird thing. Yeah, there, that that character is up for best supporting char- character too. Yeah. Oh, cool. He's a good character. And then well, the last one is Lycoris Recoil. I don't know what that is. I have heard things about Lycoris Recoil. Uh, I've never heard of it. That's not anime of the year material. I've seen the entire thing. It's okay. What's it about? Um, basically, um, they take a group of teenage girls and turn them into like a spec ops team. And then they oh, just go do okay. spec ops things and huh. fight terrorists. It's Spriggins? <laughs> The forest creatures? Just like it, 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 no, oh, I've never. I've heard, heard of it. it. It's kind of the same thing. 
Okay. Mm. I don't know. It's a nice enough show, but it falls to pieces towards the end. Oof. That's hard. Damn. That's rough to hear. That's unfortunate. Oh, okay. At least Made in Abyss is up for best something, best continuing yeah. series. That's good. Yeah, yes. that's what it was. Season two was great. It was great. You need to watch it, John. I'll get around to it. You tell me that all the time, so I'm going to play that because... game. Because. Bitch. Put it at the top of your list, okay? This this is worthy of being at the top of your list, especially the movie. I tell you Holds... that all the time for a whole bunch of things. The movie's great. Like what? We were literally just talking about something the other day or last week that you need to bump up to the top of your list, and I can't remember what it was. Picks or it didn't happen. It's, it's in the video somewhere, so I'll, I'll find it. Well, you you can do that. Yeah. Excuse me. You've been quiet over there, Uni. What are you doing? Just chilling, vibing, listening. That's why your camera's <laughs> off. So thoughts. Just say anything. Some thoughts, what does I don't know. Like? What? Like you're dying, dehydrating. You need more water. Like shivering up. Shivering. Shriveling up. Oh. Yeah. What did you? So just shivering. No. no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> like oh. Okay. I know what shrivel means. Like it a ball sack. Balls. That shrivels up. Wow. What do you mean? You gotta make everything dirty. How is that? It's literally a part of your skin. That's not really, you know. Yeah. But not everybody has it. Yeah. That... You're assuming that uni here has a ball sack, which I'm pretty sure. No. When did I, I, when did I ever say that? I said like this. That doesn't make any assumptions. How does it feel to be Bitch. attacked, uni? <laughs> Attack or attacked? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm offended. Not even. Fucking shit. How are you enjoying Resident Evil 7 so far? It's I good. I have a... But I want you to talk more about it and let everyone Oh, Resident Evil 7 is so good. Oh my Damn. god. Damn. So I'm learning that maybe I should stop being. Personally, personally. The best I'm Resident learning... Evil game. Don't fight me on that. Interesting. Hmm. Let's back to that one. I'm learning not to be so scared because things aren't as scary. I'm just a wimp. But other than that, it's a really good game. I I am enjoying the puzzles. Uh, I hate being chased. It's always like a. <laughs> it's a what to call it? I, I'm I, I panic basically. I panic because like I have to do something, but I can't think straight because like my life is at stake. Mm-hmm. And then even even if like what the second the second part i'm on or the part that i'm on basically i didn't even have to overreact like the way i did i just have to basically just get i basically crawl around i'll be fine turn a corner i'll be fine but i was so dramatically like just terrified of everything but i'm good now because i have a shotgun but um that's that's what, I, that's, that's what we were talking about earlier when I when we were like oh yeah, making having a big weapon in a horror game changes the whole experience Oh yeah, super helpful. I wanted to quit, but other than that, the game is really good. I think I guess I just gotta stop being chicken shit. But I, other than that, it's really good. It's I'm enjoying it. I'm just terrified, but um, I think Resident I, Evil Seven does a good job of you know balancing you know that feeling so powerful with a shotgun thing because mm-hmm. they give you very limited ammo, so you mm-hmm. can't just go willy nilly shoot smart. everything. You, you gotta be very smart. Through at least seven shots of your shotgun. I just want to let you know that. I 
know. That's why I say I gotta stop panicking. It's not that terrifying. Like, dude, there was a door that I could have literally opened if I just stopped being so scared and panicking, and it would have brought me back to the beginning. But I ran past it because, like, when I panic, yeah, when I panic, I'm just like. Fuck it. Do or die. I'm going to run around and see what my vicinity looks like. And then I'm going to come back like with a clear mind. Mm-hmm. And like I ran past the door, which would have made that trip so easy. But I just kept running. I got into a room. I panicked. I ran around. It was just, it was just so bad. My gameplay was so bad that I, the way I play makes me sick. But I'm calm now. I was going to say, I've <laughs> never experienced someone give uh-huh. themselves motion sickness in a game that wasn't VR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can play in a VR. You can? Oh, yeah, you can. I'm gonna, I'd fucking puke. When I get my PSVR 2, we're going to have you play Resident Evil 7 in VR. She's going to fall down. Gonna uh, can fall. I sit in a chair or sit on the floor? Yeah. And like with my back in the corner? Yeah. Oh, sure. Like in the, the position. Yes! <laughs> Just like playing. Were Linus blanket. We can, we can do that just so you're safe because I don't want you to eat shit. My, my I, house, I'm almost... the floor was carpet, so it had a cushion. This new house, it's all wood floor, so if you fall, you're gonna hurt yourself. Oh God. <laughs> I have those videos of people playing VR and falling off a building and just eating shit on the floor. It's I have the Oculus. I do have the Oculus, and I was playing like this little mini game, Spider Man. Oh my god, it was so bad. Because, like, it's just a little, it's no offense, it's just like a little bad game. No. But it's so good because, like, you get the the feeling that you're, did I say Batman? I meant Spider-Man. So, I like, you said Spider-Man. I think you said Spider-Man. Oh, damn. The I was thinking Spider-Man. No. <laughs> and so, like, you're shooting webs, you're, you're like, going through the sky and shit. Sorry. And just stuff. like Batman. Just like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 um, but the worst thing about it is that, it was so stiff in a way mm-hmm. where like mm. you try to turn around and shoot at another uh, building so you could catch yourself and you're just continuously falling the way you shot yourself. So you're still like still trying to like huh. grasp the wall and it's not letting you. So you're just oh. like it just it just gets weird. Hmm. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I've tried it and I fell. But you know what? It was a good fall. It's okay. What? It's a good, good fall. fall. Were you, were you <laughs> running? Were oh, you... I was standing there. <laughs> so there was this um there's this like these little mini games that I was trying to play. I was trying to play this like this horror horror roller coaster one. Uh-huh. Forgot the name of it. But I decided like, okay, I'm gonna do this standing up. And then I had the bed behind me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's okay, I'm gonna have the bed behind me. Like my 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 knee was like right behind it, so I felt my bed. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when I was doing the the spin, I leaned forward. And I tripped myself, and I fell forward and fell on my knees. I'm like, I hate everything. <laughs> like, this is stupid. But that's why I just sit down now. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, I can't. Does sitting down kind of like ruin that VR immersion for you a little bit, or do you still uh, feel kind of like in the? Zone? Well, a little bit. I had to like. Well, what you have to do is basically like I feel like you have to emerge yourself in the environment, mm-hmm. but. It does mess with you. It messes with you. So I tend to, because I know I have to be safe. So I tend to like, just kind of like shut it off and just submerge myself mentally. Mm-hmm. And even though physically you can't yeah. 
like you can't like you know i still feel that i'm sitting down you have to like just mentally put yourself in that place hmm. and like it doesn't mess with you because like you know you have to like for me i had to like split it i had to like okay look i'm sitting down yes i'm safe but i have to i want to emotionally mentally put myself oh, in this position in the game sorry i meant mentally just pretend that you're professor x yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> i don't have working legs but i can do all sorts of things guys yeah there you go sit there i have a floating chair <laughs> oh man well, shit. No, but it's pretty cool. I, I do like it. I do get a little bit motion sickness, but that's my fault, I believe. But well, other than that, it's, I've it's heard good. that motion sickness is like a big thing with like the VR headsets in general. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of people get that motion sickness. They can't play it for hours on end, which is like the biggest hurdle that VR gaming has right now. In ter- not, mm-hmm. not only in its own library of games that are, you know, console sellers to say um but also that whole like you can't be sitting there like you could with a console or a pc and just sit there and play for hours and not have anything other than maybe like a you know my eyes are tired or something like that it's actual like i can't play because i feel sick yeah i do want to play a horror game though i wanted i wanted to go to uh what is it there's this um i forgot what's it called it's like kind of like main event but for adults and they have the section where you could play VR. As I think it's four of you. Y'all could both y'all could all four play oh. VR and y'all could play like whatever choice games they have. Mm-hmm. I did want to do that, but my only fear is just like what if I punch the person next to me? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Fight or flight. I've done one of those before because one of my one of my best friends, she works or she used to work at one of those like VR uh, establishments in a mall. And um she let it they had like an opening night thing when they would like get to bring friends and stuff and we could try it out and we had a problem with the calibration for the guns we were using for the thing but mm-hmm. it's cool to stand in that square with the gear on and everything and kind of like run around and like accidentally knock into your friend like i was like shooting stuff and backing up and i backed up into like somebody and i like knocked them over because <laughs> i'm a big guy <laughs> and then i turned around i was like oh, i'm sorry and you look down and their their characters like on the floor like help me up like ah oh, this is weird dude <laughs> but it was super fun like those those little like four player experiences are like super cool and i think they've gotten better with time as far as i know mm-hmm. yeah i really want to do a zombie one there was this one game i you know i don't even know if it was vr actually i think it was just a pc game that i got into um Basically, you're basically ghost hunting with your friends. Mm-hmm. And the thing I liked about it is that it had like a like a vicinity kind of vibe. Like if you're far away from your teammate, you can't hear them. But if you're close, uh, you can. Phasmophobia? Oh, that's fucking cool. I think so. I think so. Oh, and okay. I was laughing because at one point, this guy, he was talking to himself. And then he was just like, he hears a noise. So it's like, hey, you here? And like, he couldn't hear his friend. He's like, oh, hello? Yeah, and then that's when like. Yeah, I like that one. I really wanted to. Jimothy, are you here? <laughs> Speak to us, Jimothy. <laughs> I couldn't get the hang of that game. Like I tried playing it, everything. Mike, Mike, I couldn't get into it either. Everything, it just it didn't get to me. Like everyone loves it and swears by it being a really good like horror game. And I just even one of my friends, like I bought it because he was like he was that like, game makes me game. feel very impatient. Yeah, like, please, something please happen. I am yeah. getting bored. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'm sure it just you you have to take the time to figure out the mechanics a little bit, but like the mechanics are just so hard to like 
pick up right away and have emerge. They're not intuitive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was fun for a little bit, and then it just got annoying real quick. Yeah. Mm. It's unfortunate. But there's definitely a lot more games that are... uh, that were that took advantage of like microphone capabilities and stuff like that that have come yeah. out more recently that I can't remember what it's called, but it was this one with like um this monster like chasing someone around a house and like if you're speaking it can hear you if you make a noise. So, like, oh, this guy was like hiding under like a chair or something or under underneath the table and it was like looking around around him and he was just like. And then he <laughs> for his video, he kept making little noises and the monster would come back and check. And then one time he did it, it walked away. And then I guess it walked around behind him. And he's like, oh, okay, it's gone. It's gone. It's cool. And he like turns around. It's like a first person view thing. And he turns around and the monster's just sitting there staring at him under the table. Like, <laughs> he's just like, ah. oh, God, that's scary. It was fucking hilarious. Ooh. I was just like, damn, <laughs> these game AIs are getting smart. Yeah. You know, you know what game is similar, but it's with the controller. Alien Isolation has that, uh, that has that um, option oh. where with your controller, yeah. If you move it too much, he could sense you, or if you, or she, or if you, uh, yeah. it. It's not a queen, right? Like, it's just a regular xenomorph. It's just a regular xenomorph, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. so it's an it. And what you call it, and I remember playing it for a few, I swear, I was the stiffest thing. Like, it, you have to be super stiff, because I put it on, <laughs> like, intensely sensitive, or intensely sensitive. Intensely and sensitive. <laughs> and like it's really cool it's a cool option i think i want to start doing that one again hmm. i need to play that one i have heard it's really good i just haven't it is. time to try it out they have like mini games or like other options where it's just like you know you're not playing the main story you just have like other challenges and I believe there's one with like a flamethrower and it's just you and the alien. But I, I forgot how it went, honestly. But they have cool like little options like, hey, you know, I don't want to play the main story. I want to play something else. And they'll give you like other little challenges you oh, could do. That's neat. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Outside. That. Yeah. It always goes on sale, too. And I always say, like, it's only seven dollars. Why don't I just fucking buy it? Yeah. Seven bucks. That's cheap. Look into it because that those options are. Like if it's the whole bundle, then yeah. But if it's just the game, yeah, still seven dollars. Digital ad- deluxe edition or whatever for like fourteen mm-hmm. bucks, maybe fourteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. something like that. I know it's under twenty dollars, so it's definitely worth it. It's just I always every time it comes up, I'm like, uh, it always goes on sale. I'll buy it next time. It's really good. I like it. It's enjoyable. Maybe that'll terrifying. Be our, next, our next stream, quote unquote, game. We gotta figure that out. We gotta get a schedule going for games to stream. After you're done with yeah. Resident Evil 7. Well, Resident Evil 7, I was going to do Last of Us 2. That's right. And then, what's, what was next? There was another game you recommended. I don't remember. Maybe Ragnarok. Maybe. Maybe it was God of War. Kitty. Mm. Um, I mean, <laughs> shit, we need... Oh, man. I can't believe Knockout City's getting shut down. I don't know what that is. It's a what is dodgeball game. It was... Uh, Shoot, can't remember the name of the studio right now. Velen, Velen, uh, Velen Studio. It, it's basically like um, it's kind of like a battle royale. It's like two teams of three or four people go and you go into an arena and you basically play dodgeball. But it's like super fucking cool because you can do like curve shots, drop shots, quick shots. You can block balls. You can 
do this like crazy like bomb shot which like blows up or something it's super fucking fun and it's a really cool like indie game and it just goes to show that a little bit of ingenuity can make a really fun game unfortunately it's just not making enough money so it's being shut down as well along mm. with a uh, rumble verse and a couple hand a couple a few couple others i think crossfire x is getting shut down um shit there were a couple more I've heard of that either. Right <clears throat> all of those games were wildly popular and then it wasn't so much that it wasn't that it was a bad game it's just the traffic wasn't enough to justify the means basically at the yeah. end of the day the, you're at the end of the day publishers look at the numbers you bring in especially for games that are a live service so yeah games of the live service are not bringing in the live service you're either wasting your money on servers or you're pushing you're pushing a game that's basically not going to keep making you the money that you want from it that makes Unfortunately, sense. it sucks because a lot of good games just end up dying like how the fuck is fall guys still around yeah right <laughs> who the fuck still plays that shit like i'm not i'm not yeah. saying it's bad i enjoy fall guys but it's like, a good game yeah it's a good game but it's just like come on if that game can fucking survive how could it how could fucking knockout city not just sad just saddens me hey. hmm like, imagine if fucking one day, which obviously it's never going to happen, but what if one day Final Fantasy XIV stopped pulling in the numbers and Square Enix was like, well, that's it. Every game dies eventually, but it's just, say, one year, two years after it started, it was just like, nah, fuck it. That'd be terrible. Yeah. That'd suck. Yeah. I mean, cool thing is, is Velen is keeping up private servers, so, like, if you have the game on PC and you want to play with your friends, you get a pre-made squad together and you go in, you guys can still play. But it's just network servers are down, so no more matchmaking, no more support, no more updates, etc., etc. It's just, it is what it is. It's a sad day. A sad mm-hmm. week for gaming. Sad month, really. Well, it's a new month. Happy Last year. month was a pretty sad month. Boy. All the shutdowns, layoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah everything. Right. Everything in between. Game industry stuff. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Eve's Gamot fucking telling <laughs> telling its de- Ubisoft's developers, it's all on you guys, not management. Microsoft, 343 Industries. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A whole bunch of people got laid off. 10,000 out of Microsoft, if, I'm not, if I remember correctly. Blizzard China. Yeah. Riot. Hmm. Um... Wow, shit, man. everybody like I, people want to say you're not in a recession yet, but the, 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 the industry's cutting people. It looks like we're moving towards it. By the thousands, yeah. lots of industries. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It sucks because <laughs> to be fair, games media like for us, we don't get paid for this. So like, you know, it's not going to kill us at the end of the day. But there are people who do this kind of thing for a living. People mm-hmm. who support on this stuff and it's it's not necessary. You see. Uh, fandom cutting jobs over at games beat and um and uh oh shit what's the other one game spot um they're all just getting drops people getting cut you know like it's mm-hmm. tough it's tough to justify the cost of doing certain things when your industry is not in the big boom that it was when it was pandemic times yeah because games were a huge hit during pandemic times especially with lockdown People mm-hmm. were basically just playing games all day, buying shit. I was, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, even um, it was great, yeah. And it happens for every company. Like everyone's coming out of this pandemic and just looking at it, like, hey, we're about to lose a lot of money. Like people are going back out and doing things normal again. People are, you got to count on that downfall. Mm-hmm. 
So it's all damage control from here on out. Which isn't too bad, but it's just like, that sucks. Uh, but you gotta wonder, like, what's with Microsoft? If they, you know, have to lay off a bunch of people from 343 and other, you know, parts of their company, mm-hmm. then why the hell are they spending $69 billion on Activision Blizzard? Exactly. <laughs> it's true. He's absolutely right. Like, yeah. you've got this massive deal that you threw in, and sure, maybe you made the deal ahead of time. And you can't afford to that. pay your employees? Yeah. The hell? Yeah, you can't pay people, so you start cutting them. And they're even fighting. And now it's not only just them going in on this deal. Now it's them going into arbitration with all the different people across the world, all the different uh, regulations company, uh, regulations boards that are saying, hey, like, is this a predatory practice? Are they monopolizing off of just this? Are they going to be monopolizing off the titles in that? You've got people like Jim Ryan and PlayStation running to bat because PlayStation wants him to bat against it. You've got, um, what is it, EA, I think, spoke up against it too um, in the UK or something like that. Mm. I, I don't recall exactly. But all around the world, everyone is fighting against this. So you know Microsoft has to be putting money into actively defending themselves and their purchase, which is, mm. it, and, and imagine at the end of the day, they don't get the purchase. They fall out on the deal, and then all these people got laid off for what? Womp womp. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. And yep. to be fair, Microsoft does need big hitters. They need console seller games because they don't have them anymore. But yeah. Like, is, yeah. But they bought. They just bought Bethesda. They bought Bethesda for $600 million. Ga- the Game Pass is keeping them afloat, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's probably yeah. why they Everyone don't feel a that. need to have their own, you know, flagship anymore. Absolutely. But, I mean, would you say that Game Pass is all that it microsoft needs moving into the future like will game pass keep it afloat for that long like it's a great only time will tell yeah i i personally think that they still need to get something because if if you're just game pass and you're just you know every once in a while you drop a hi-fi rush and everyone goes fucking wild for it it's a great game it's really fun it's super cool it's something different but if you if you can you keep putting out those kinds of smaller games and keep your whole your whole station afloat without having a major title that flocks people to you basically people who have game pass will play hi-fi rush but is it enough to draw people into game pass all the time no and it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to try and predict it is a tough thing to even give like a solid word on but i i think i still fully believe that microsoft needs to find that they're setting up their they're setting up their stuff right now like you've got starfield coming you've got redfall coming you have these big titles elder scrolls 6 eventually yes um you've got all these really big titles that are lined up ready to go and it just the point of it is that they need to hit those numbers they have to hit those sales those what they have to hit the expectations that people are expecting of these massive games otherwise they still miss out on those big draws like now we've got reports coming out that logan is supposed to be ready by sometime in 2024 possibly early 2025 and that's huge that's another insomniac britain game about a character that's super beloved a really good licensed title and like they did well with Spider-Man. Marvel's willing to invest more into them. That's pulling more. And on top of the MCU hype that everyone has all the time, it's going to just draw in more of those normal gamers that are like, oh, I like Marvel. I can play Marvel games here on PlayStation or I can play it on my PC. 
either way, it's drawing them numbers and the money to Insomniac. Whereas Microsoft is sitting around like, I have Elder Scrolls. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you you teased Elder Scrolls like six years ago. Where is it? Hurry the fuck up. I'd rather have them take their time and make it right. But to a certain point, you get to that timeline where it's like, dude, you guys have been waiting. Well, they're making uh, some decent bank on Elder Scrolls Online. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always so, releasing content. People love. They don't it feel the need. Like they're still making money off of that. They're still making money off of Skyrim. Mm-hmm. They don't have uh, an incentive to rush the game out. That's fair. <laughs> How many times has Skyrim been re-released? Maybe like seven times or something. I don't know. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, and like even 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 like. Even though they announced, like, you know, Elder Scrolls 6, you know, yeah. a long time ago, like, even they still don't have anything else to show because, which is annoying because you have like a mod community for like that's doing like Sky Oblivion. Mm. They're always posting updates like that, which I can understand for that group because for a mod community, you want to see the progress going. Mm. And like for big companies, you, you just hide that and you only show what needs to be shown lest you get a lot of negative attention, i.e., the GTA 6 leaks or whatever. Yeah. But, still like we'd like to see something to know it's still alive and not just you know just the teaser but just have the teaser yeah when companies go dark it's a it's fucking annoying gray area that i don't typically enjoy just because i it it just becomes all speculation at that point yeah they shouldn't have announced it in the first place yeah that too yeah like with the the kotor remake it's like oh we were gonna get it nope we're not gonna get it now it's indefinitely in fucking development hell after this it's stupid passed shit. on to saber whether saber works on it correctly or does whatever aspire was trying to do is a different story but it, it comes still down, don't have it comes down to disney and lucasfilm saying hey what have you guys got aspire gave them what they wanted they gave them a demo they gave them a tech thing and said here no, excuse me here this is what we've got and the the company whoever or the company bosses whoever was supposed to be reviewing it sat down saw it and said this is not what was promised or this is not what we want yeah that's right we're gonna pass on it we're gonna move it to someone else aspire got moved to different projects which you know in all fairness their only work on kotor games was ports they never did a full-fledged yeah they never did anything Mm -hmm. so like moving it moving them on to do something that they're more specialized in and better at with yeah that's better it's more compartmentalized in that Mm -hmm. way you want to move it to a company that you know that can give you the give you the results that you're looking for. And if Saber is the one, then Saber's the one. If it's not, I it might get passed on, but it might not. Mm-hmm. We can hope it gets passed on, or we can hope that it's good enough, but then that just brings in a whole another question of how do you remake this game into something that's what like what would you do? How would you make this game more modernized but keep its core identity intact? Well, if I were to do it, first of all, current gen graphics, obviously, and I would keep as much as I would love it to be, you know, action oriented, kind of like how um, kind of like what they did with Final Fantasy seven, mm-hmm. where they went from, you know, your standard, typical, normal uh, turn base to a better fine tuned version that's more modernized. I'd be OK if they still kept the core aspects of KOTOR, which were, you know, you could pause the screen, you plan out your attacks, like just like Dragon Age Origins, mm-hmm. you plan out your attacks and you just let it go through. Because that, that's what made those games also very special because it wasn't just like a like a hack and slash, like, you know, Fallen Order or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, w- I, would, I would do something 
like that because a lot of games now they go more in the free form of yes you can run around and do whatever you want no you can't pause the screen mm-hmm. and and plan out your attacks they have specific games for that but they don't usually do that for big action games or whatever and i would not i would never give a voice actor the role of the main character for Kotor because that takes away 100% the illusion that you're the main character. That's what made Kotor 1 and 2 special. One big aspect was special. Was you never got to hear them because the voice was just in your head. That way, you know, it feels like it's you. So if they cast a voice actor like for that, I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. Huh? Like what happened with Dragon Age and Fallout? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't need that there. It's nice. But it takes away from the immersion. So mm. I would like that to stay true to the original. And uh, besides that, everything else was, you know, the, if you just stick to what makes KOTOR a good story, it's all the exploration. All the NPCs had very interesting, uh, you know, quests and stories and conversations. Mm-hmm. Because that's you know when Bioware was 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 really good, or even even Obsidian was really good with Kotor two, they did a good job keeping both games fleshed out. Because the main story is it's simple, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. The, the fun was learning about your companions, learning about their stories, following them and seeing them grow, and interacting with the world of Star Wars. You know, four thousand years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that's. That was what made it really, really cool. So if they can keep that, then people are going to love the KOTOR remake. I know I would. So that's what all we can just hope for. Well, one more thing before I start petering off on the thing. I'm going to throw this question at you. Is it you played Cyberpunk? Did you feel that your character being voice acted really took you away from the immersion of that's you as the character as v you get you were given an ambiguous enough persona you were given your just like every other you know to be fair just like every other kind of rpg of its nature you're given three separate backgrounds of what kind of growing up you came from what kind of life you led before you became came to the point Mm -hmm. of where you started would the how would you have felt in cyberpunk if V wasn't voice acted? Would it have actually given you that much more immersion? And if you apply that same kind of framework to a Kotor remake where you have voice acting and your character's still there, but you do the same sort of things, would that really break that immersion for you? As you for, Kotor, for Star Wars, yes. For cyberpunk, it didn't break the immersion because the game already came with it. It's not a remake. Say. Kotor doesn't have a voice actor for the main characters one and two there's no so you're already in that all the fans not new audience the fans can already be immersed in those stories adding a voice actor would cater to a new group of people that has no idea what the fuck kotor is besides the name because they don't want to go back and play an old game i can understand that Mm -hmm. if they make that choice it's for to create a newer audience and whatever, and we just have to fucking bite our tongue. But if they go that route, I would like them to have a multitude of voices, not just mm-hmm. one voice. Act, you know, I know that would cost money and time, but well, for the yeah. sake of the game being good, I would like to have different voices. Because in a in a in a similar sense, Fantasy Star Online Two does that. Mm-hmm. They have, even though it's just grunting noises, there's twenty different voice options. For your character, you can have your character sound like a female mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Nobody gives a shit. 
because that's what they want their character to sound like. They want him to sound look like a dude, scream like a girl when they're getting beaten by monsters. That's fine. If you can do that with Kotor, that's cool. Then anyone can have their old their their freedom and whatever to to bring to life what they want to sound like in this Star Wars game. I'd be okay with that. But if they don't, they just have one voice actor, two voice actor, then that's really fucking limiting, you know? So that's my take. That. But uh, to, con- <laughs> to, uh, to go on, on that, Final Fantasy VII did the same thing. I've, of course, it's not the same game, but when they went to the remake, they went full voice acting. And No, I understand yeah. that because it, it's you're, you're taking a non-voice acted game and making it voiced. You know, that's that's a whole thing. But you're not... Well, that that plays differently into yeah. the immersion thing because you're not okay. You're playing through a character called yeah. Cloud. You didn't create Cloud. Cloud already was there because that's what Square did. You're mm-hmm. not making your own freshly made character. Well, keep in mind that over time, that uh, Final Fantasy VII has kind of evolved. Uh, it's you know has gotten its own voices off of games that are not Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. like Kingdom Hearts yeah. and uh, Dirge of Cerberus. You know, even, all even that. Advent the Children. We don't talk Advent about Children. Yeah. Advent Children had its own, you know, yeah. voice cast and everything for that. You had Kingdom Hearts with their own voice cast in there, which I liked. I liked the Sephiroth voice. So there. now it's become expected that you know mm-hmm. Cloud is supposed to have a voice. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of making your own character, I like for Code Tour. Mm-hmm. I prefer no voice at all. As modern as it is, it's better. Like uh, for without there's a, a reason voice. why silent protagonists are so damn popular for JRPGs is because it's very easy to you know put yourself uh, into that blank template. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it worked for uh, it worked for fucking Skyrim. You don't say anything. All you do is scream, yeah, which is, is which is fine because there was a huge backlash for Fallout Four when they voiced the the main character. People didn't like that. Mm. I didn't. I'm like, I don't need him to talk. The fuck just. Click a button. I, I had it's more fine. problems with the story than the voice acting, to be fair. The but, story uh, was so goddamn boring. I couldn't get through it, and I gave it three tries. Like, ugh. The story was care. awful. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty oh awful. Bethesda, don't fuck up Skyrim. Or don't, don't Please don't. Scroll six. To be honest, they're not the best writers. I didn't think Skyrim was a very well-written game, either. It's it's not. It's very simple. But the world simple. is nice to yeah. explore. The world is nice. The world, the the lore, the the world building, yeah. that is all really good. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's very immersive. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the a plot was trash. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I did a whole lot of stuff before I finished the main campaign of Skyrim. It was, Me too. It was yeah, so I mean, I haven't been so it, much so. more interesting. Mods. I mean, even just base game, like there were just a lot more interesting stuff that I thought was way cooler than the dragon story. And I love dragons, which is weird, but it's just the story of everything else just seemed more fun. The Dark Brotherhood story was great. I fucking loved it. Of course. I loved it too. The Thieves Guild stories were great. I loved it. Like Fighters Guild, fun. Werewolf stories, super cool. There was no Fighters Guild. In oh, Adventurers Guild is what it's called. Yeah. Uh the companions. Oh, yeah, companions. The companions. Yeah, I'm like, there's no adventure. Yeah, werewolf people. But yeah, I mean, all those stories were super cool, but they're just super short lived. And then you gotta fight Alduin, the world breaker. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess I'll go yeah. to Valhalla and fight the world serpent or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm the allegory for Thor. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> oh man. Well. It's been really fun. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Jose. It was really yeah, good. dude. Yeah. Thank you. 
I did no enjoy problem. our conversations. I, I hope to have you back on again. Yeah. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Yay. Unfortunately, folks, that's all the time we have for today. I would that's like to thank everyone for coming in, everyone for hanging out. It was super fun, super cool. We will be back next week. Yes. With another episode. Um, yes. What is next week? I, I think I'm going to be off next week. So next week is Sunday. Yeah. Next off week, what? I'm work? Off. No, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, busy on Sunday. So I will be off Ow. next week. So it'll be up to you, Seeger, to put everything together. Penis. Great. I guess Hit the you, intro. If you want to put penis together, that's that's cool too. I mean, not work. You know? Don't, oh. don't make everyone else do it. No, that's not okay. That's not. Anyway. <laughs> and that's all the time we got for today, folks. Special thanks to everyone who stuck around for the episode and all the new listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in. Again, this is the For the Geeks podcast, where once every week we sit around and talk about a bunch of random nonsense that we hope you enjoy. And if you don't, too bad. We're just going to keep talking about nonsense. You'll get Mm -hmm. used to it. (laughs) Um, If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash For the Geeks podcast. Go ahead and click subscribe, the notification bell. That way you can stay up to date on all the videos that we post. I know that Seeger's put up a bunch of uh, little shorts on YouTube lately that have been getting a lot of attention. So good for that. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Our our house editor here. Um, If you want to follow us on Twitch, we have a twitch.tv slash for the geeks games where you can go and watch uni get scared by a bunch of muck zombies and all sorts of (laughs) creature. And if you want to support us further, go ahead and hit the link tree description at the bottom and you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at for the geeks with two S's at the end. There's also a Patreon that we are currently working on with a lot of bonus content that will be up sometime soon. And I hope you guys will enjoy that. You can subscribe for a dollar right now. Um, It might go up in the somewhat near future, but uh, we are revisiting pricing points and all that stuff. We're trying to get it all set up correctly. So that way, when you guys get in, you can enjoy a bevy of delicious content that is fun and frolicky for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find words to fit that in. I don't know. I'm <laughs> the alliteration. <laughs> the links are in the bio. If you guys had fun, please continue supporting the show. Mr. Jose, if people want to watch you in other places, how would they find you? You can find me on youtube.com slash vanillabean117 or twitch.tv slash vanillabean117. I have my YouTube content there and my Twitch content, obviously. Mm-hmm. We will also link that in the bio for you guys, so you guys can go find mm-hmm. him as well. What about you, Seeger? Do you want to promote yourself? Uh, yes, you can find me on Instagram at SeegerVFX or at SeegerPlays. The same goes for Twitter and Twitch, SeegerPlays. Twitcher. And Uni is our resident designer. She's got a whole bunch of really cool stuff. She likes to do shirts and stickers and things like that. If people want to find you, Uni, how could they find you? I don't have a page set up right now, but We're gonna pretend I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, where can people Just follow that you? Off. Other places for other stuff. Oh, God. No, we're going to have to get that out because I don't have anything. I'm a very <laughs> private person. She's like, boss, you nothing. Can, you can go find her on don't Twitch. Don't follow me. You find can find on me on Twitch on Unicat. That's pretty much it. Her URL is twitch.tv slash Unicat21. I'll put it in the description for you guys as well so you can follow her on her adventure through the Baker House and see just how hard it is to hit headshots when you're panicking. Oh my god. <laughs> Other than that, folks, thanks for joining us again. We had a good time. We hope you will. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye.